It's the BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. It's Wednesday, May 11th, 2022. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. Welcome to another PissCast. I'm just like totally engaged in the NHL playoffs right now. Oh my God, me I'm too. absorbed by it. I'm, yep. watching, I'm watching games I don't even really care about. Mm-hmm. You know, like I watched uh, your Leafs come back to beat the Lightning last night. That was an intense game. Holy, I... That was tough on my heart, that game. It started and they were down 2 nothing, and there was it was like seven minutes into the game and they were already down and then they got a couple penalties and then one point they had a two-man disadvantage. Yeah. They somehow killed that penalty, but after that happened though, like when they managed to not make it 3 nothing, I was like, that's it, right? Like if it was 3 nothing, the game's done. They managed to hold off the penalties and then they battled their way back. It was a great game. I always think that someone's going to listen to this podcast like a year from now five years from now and really have no idea what we're talking about. Yeah. You'll have forgotten, but... um, It was an exciting game, nonetheless. Yeah. Flames play game five tonight. Yes, they do. Uh, Looks like my Bruins are in a bit of trouble, I would say. they got Uh, some work to do. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, no, it's been fun. You can really feel the energy in the city. I hope the Flames get through to the second round. That'd be so much fun. And the Oilers lost last night. They're up, they're up against the ropes. It's always great for everyone. Yeah, down 3-2. So mm. the Flames could move on and the Oilers lose. Well, it would be lovely. Yep. On today's show, our heritage moment has to do with probably the biggest musical act ever to come out of Calgary. Talk about some astrology type woo that I read online. A prank gone wrong. Uh, a liberal MP is in some trouble for something he did. It's really funny. The iPod is going away. We will eulogize it. Mm-hmm going to talk a bit about um also to do with parliament but starting parliament with prayer the block quebec would like quebec wall would like to see this go away we're going to talk about it uh an etymology really funny one we'll do a feelings check if you it's it's like checking your oil but with your feelings yep and uh it's something new we're doing on the show you may have heard it but first you're out of context clip of the show if any small town ever recommends any event like that i will be <laughs> there with bells on the bns and 20 minutes or less podcast how old is your oldest pair of git <laughs> i realized yesterday that this bra i found in my underwear drawer is i think from grade nine. Oh, wow and i mean b- boobs don't really grow much beyond that if you don't have a baby or gain some weight or anything so it still kind of fits but it, it got Doesn't lost it, in, out? it got lost deep in there for a while so i haven't worn it for a while and i picked it up and it's still good it's still going strong and i i do think that bras are a little bit different than than your your gitch yeah i probably a bit different I mean, they just it's a bit they, of a more it's a bit of more high impact zone. That's it. In your gitch, like. they they touch right by your trouser troll, you know. So I think it's a little bit different that yeah. way. But uh, how how old? <laughs> um, how, do you know? Yeah, like, I can remember. I have one pair of gitch that I got. I worked at uh, the Taboo Naughty but Nice show here one time. Oh yeah. And one of the guys running a booth there was selling underwear, and he gave me a pair, uh, and that would be my oldest pair. And they've held up really well. They were good quality. Like five six They're, years ago, or. Uh, yeah, they are made by a company called Tokay oh, out of Montreal. I don't even think the company's around anymore, but the Gitch are. Like, are your so Swan John's kind of like pillows where you need to throw them out once every couple of years? Because I almost feel like you should, right? Like, you should update them probably. You should go through and take a look and be like, okay, these ones, they're a couple years old. Maybe they should go. Based out. on the wear and tear, yeah. yeah. Like, if you've blown the bottoms of them out, then yeah, don't put those ones on. <laughs> like, I almost feel like your troll huggers should come with a best before date. Depends how they're looking. You know, I, if they're good quality, I have some nice like Saks pairs that hold up real, real nice. No. Once, once the waistband starts to bake in and yeah. like they're not tight anymore, then you're like, uh, yeah, 
I don't want to wear these. I mean, these. if there are any stains or anything like that, like you, those, oh, those, the, those ones are going sure. straight in the garbage, yeah, right? But, like you don't, yeah, you don't, but. Well, how, how about you? Other than, so you got this bra from the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what about your, uh, what about your oldest pair of panties? Yeah, uh, I I tend to lose them often, I find, so I go through them fairly quickly. I don't think I have any that are much older than... Where, where are you losing them? I may have a pair of... I don't know, they get eaten by the, get, the trolls in the, the washing machine, just like everything else. Throw them into the night? And they might... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Every time I go on a trip or something, those are what get left behind or behind the bed, I'm sure. Like, I've got a collection <laughs> of underpants all over the place, let me tell you. Uh, but yeah, I think they're only three or four years old. That's good. I'm glad you don't have any panties from the 90s. No, like, that's, like that bra. Again. 90s panties? Also, they're like... St- Oh, they've seen some things, man. Oh, Mike. Well, that's what I was thinking about this bra. Like, it's it's time to give it up and maybe hang it to the rafters, you know? Also, it's outdated technology. That's the thing with bras. Like, the technology back then is, like, antique. Now the stuff that they put in those bras, my God, it's amazing. I should just toss it out for that. <laughs> that old one's got a system of pulleys and yes, stuff. exactly. Yeah, like, just ratchet straps in the back. And then the I ones now, they... Fluid in it, hydraulic fluid. They do. They they put them on you now, like they just attach themselves. There you go, you know. Okay. Not your old steampunk. <laughs> just picturing these really old panties that just have been oh been my. through it, man. Like God, just ratty, and they're smoking a dart, and just telling war they're stories. They're crying. Year was nineteen ninety eight. Shauna was on a bit of a bender. Okay. And the other panties are all okay. listening to this wizened old pair of panties. Oh my God. <laughs> Oh, the sin game on her. VNS in 20 minutes or less. We do a feelings check, Shauna? We can a do a feelings check. check. Do you want to, for someone who's new to the show, do you want to explain why we do this? So uh, I was uh, out on the weekend with some friends a couple weeks ago, and we were snowboarding, and he works with a crew, and he was telling us that every morning he does a feelings check with his crew. And it's not just like a, hey, how are you? Every person on his crew has to be honest about how they truly feel. So if you didn't sleep that night, for example, your kids kept you up or something, you you want to tell the crew that so that everybody kind of knows where you're coming from to start the day, right? Yeah, it's, I mean, it sounds like a super millennial thing, like we're going to sit around and talk about our feelings, but I think that it is valuable, right, to yeah. understand what the people around you are dealing with at the time. And, yeah, and it, it, like his crew, they do physical work and stuff, so it's good to know what other people around you are doing and that yeah. kind of thing. So yeah. Okay. How are you feeling this morning, Sean? Uh, I'm feeling pretty good. Um, I fell on a scooter last week, and my my hip is really sore from where I fell, and I'm going away in a couple of weeks, and I'm pretty nervous that my hip is not going to feel great for my trip where I'm wanting to surf and stuff. So I've had like small like moments of panic for the last few days, uh, working on that. But outside of that, I'm feeling pretty good. Good. It sounds like a. I mean, it sounds like a real old lady injury. It sure does. My hip. It's I know. my hip. I fell straight on the side of my body, like right onto my hip. And yeah. It's... You're you're right though. When you have an injury like that, I find like back pain is the same. Like it's just kind of like, it just, it wears you down, doesn't it? You, you you're can't just, like, stop thinking about it because you can oh. hear it or, or feel it, yeah. right? And you're just like, oh yeah, there it is. Yeah. So it's kind of been, yeah, it's been wearing me down a little bit, but. How many days do you leave on your trip? Mm, a week and a half. Okay. Well, rest up. Thank you. Hopefully it's feeling better before you go because yeah, I so. wouldn't want that to throw a wrench in the no. things you want to do on your trip. Definitely not. Um, How are you feeling? We're feeling pretty good. We're taking possession of our house on Friday. So this week has been pretty hectic, like trying to get all everything in, talking to the lawyer, talking to the mortgage company, all that. So I, and that stuff always stresses me out at the best of times. Fair. And then like we're planning this reno for the, for the two weeks after that. So I'm trying to get everything in place for the reno and decide what we're going to do there. 
And but when I when I'm getting stressed about that, I try to like I try to keep it in perspective. Yep. You know, I posted this video uh, on my TikTok a few weeks ago that kind of shows the size of the universe and our place in it. And whenever I get stressed about little things like that, I try to remember, oh yeah, this doesn't matter, totally. you know? Yeah. Or even like, um, even here on earth, a friend of mine was, he just got back from Ukraine. He was helping drive refugees across the border. And he was telling me some of their stories, like people with like literally the clothes on their back, yeah. they've lost everything. So, you know, when I'm, no, do we go with this color or this color? It's like, it does, doesn't matter. No. It does, it does not matter. No, it's true. Pick something, live in the house. And that's like, kind of like the perspective of me with my, like, I was like, I'm, I'm fine. I'm like still walking. If, you know, if it, if it hurts a little bit, who, who gives a crap? Really? You still get to go on a sweet trip. Exactly. So I was trying to also do that to put things back into perspective. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Etymology with Shauna. So I was asked by a friend where the phrase bring home the bacon comes from. Yeah. And it means to like bring home the money, right? Bring home the money. Yeah. yeah. So first off, did you know that bacon literally translates to back? No. So if we I call didn't. it back bacon, we're just saying back back, which. <laughs> bacon? Kind of stupid. Back back. But the, <laughs> the woman who used to the, who used to work at the A&W by my house when I was growing up. Yeah. Said, pronounced it bacon. Bacon. Like that. I'll get a bacon and a nigger. But she didn't have an accent on anything else, just that one. That's weird. <laughs> so my brother would say it to her. Maybe she knew it was back. back, out of back. back. <laughs> Maybe she just knew that that's what it was originally meant. So she's like, no, no, this is about. <laughs> she was a purist. Uh, anyway, there are a couple of theories on how Bring Home the Bacon came to be. Um, first of all, one talks of back in the 1100s. Wow. The, yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Now I have some. Bar- got bar- 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 <laughs> so in a small town in Essex, England, called Great Dunmo, they believe it started. And the story goes that the church in Great Dunmo would award any man who didn't argue with his wife for a year a side of bacon. In other words, if you were well behaved, you would bring home the bacon. That's it? No scraps for a year just for a side of bacon? Just for a, a side of How bacon? How do you prove it? I don't... This is the thing. <laughs> like, I'm not sure how you're supposed to prove that. I guess your wife just nods in agreement. Yes. No, it's true. Maybe no it was a gimmick. Here. It's like, we just want to get the message out that you shouldn't be fighting with your wife. Yeah, so. perhaps. Perhaps. But there you go. That's one. The other theory is that in the 1500s, one of the biggest contests at fairs involved catching a greased up pig. <laughs> So that was what they used to do at the fairs back then. Yeah, you go into the ring and you try and catch a greased up pig. And if you did manage to catch the greasy pig, you could then bring it home with you for dinner. So I have a question. Yeah. Can we bring that back, please? I was Can we bring the back exact the greased same up thing. pig chase? At, maybe at Stampede? I was going to say at Stampede, that would be phenomenal. It works perfectly there. It kind of reminds me of, have you ever seen wild cow milking? Yes, so I, I have. When actually. I lived up in northern BC at the fair there, they're like, they're like you got you got to see the wild cow milking, and I was like, "What's this?" Yeah, and it's exactly what it sounds like. They set a cow loose in the ring, oh my God. and then a team of four guys has to try to like catch the cow and successfully get a bottle of milk out of it, and the cow does not want to be milked. If if any small it, town ever recommends any event like that, I will be <laughs> there with bells on. I immediately when they're like, "Oh, you gotta see the whatever," I'm like, "Yeah, you gotta see the chicken in. crap bingo." Yeah, or... you gotta you gotta see the tractor pull done by a I don't know a raccoon. You're like, "Oh yes, I do." Wild cow milking. It was hilarious. Oh, like these guys were God. being just like 
ragdolled around the ring. Yeah. I how someone didn't die during it, I don't know. But I it was so entertaining. Also, Greasy Pig competition. I bet you those <laughs> still exist somewhere, okay? And we do need to bring it back. Can you imagine? Oh. Do you grease yourself up too? Everybody gets Everyone greased gets up. Greased I'm the, the greased crowd. the couch. <laughs> Everyone's greased. Etymology with Shauna. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. This story is kind of interesting. Yesterday, the Bloc Quebecois, the big party, big federal party in Quebec, they tabled a motion to get the House of Commons to stop reciting a prayer before each sitting. Interesting. It's a tradition that goes back to, I think, 1927 in Canada, and it's taken from British Parliament going back even further. And before they turn the cameras on, before the, the session starts, they say this prayer, and it says, Almighty God, we give thanks for the great blessings which have been bestowed on Canada and its citizens, including the gifts of freedom, opportunity, and peace that we enjoy. And I think there's more, and then it ends with, Amen. Mm. And the block is suggesting that it be replaced with a secular moment of reflection instead. I mean, I guess that makes sense as we're moving to a secular society to get rid of that as well. Yeah, I mean, they they got they got hammered by the other three big federal parties for kind of wasting a debate on it. They said that like the block only gets two days a year when they can put forward motions, and this is what they used one of their days for. And some I was going to say it does seem fairly trivial. Some of the other MPs were like, well, you know, we're coming out of a global pandemic. We have a war going on. Like, could we not have yeah. debated something a little more important than this? Mm-hmm. And I I agree with that. I think it's a I, you know, my first reaction to this is who cares, you know, but again, like if we're, we've been talking about getting rid of the crosses and stuff that are around because we are moving to the secular society. So it does make sense to do that. Would I waste one of two days of debate on that? Probably not. Yeah. Because it's just, you know, it's, it's tradition. It's one of those things that I don't think people like hear and go, oh, well, this is because we're all very religious and this is trying to force us upon this religion. I think it's one of those just traditions that happens, right? That like there's so much of that in the House of Commons and the I was watching the Queen's speech and all the ridiculous stuff where like you have to the you pomp have to and circumstance and then and enter <laughs> and all that stuff. But I'm like, we could probably do without all this, really. Like honestly, get a little more done if we please want. enter. It's like, do we need that? Probably not. But yeah, I think it's a fair criticism from the other parties. It's like this is what you chose to use your your time on your yeah. time on the floor. But on the I mean, other that hand, could be I think, said yeah. about every government and every political party ever that, like, do we not have bigger things to tackle than this, yes. right? Like, anything that isn't the most important thing. It's true. And it's, I mean, it's not often I agree with the Bloc Quebecois, but no. uh, in this instance, I, I sort of do. Like, mm-hmm. I think, I don't really think there's a place for for prayer in no. our government, at least not like, not like that, you no. know? So I, I remember I had this argument with a friend of mine quite a few years ago, because in Saskatoon, they were... There was a counselor who had said a prayer before some city event, and someone complained and said that's not really appropriate. And I was like, "Well, they're kind of right." Like, again, you know, personally, I don't think it's inappropriate because it means well. You know, it's something that. And when I hear a prayer, I don't always think of it as like this person's trying to force their religion upon me. It's more of a they're meaning well, and this is how they're expressing it. But in certain circumstances of public space, where again we are moving to a secular society, I agree that we should maybe move away from that. Yeah, right. And you might feel differently if you were more part of the minority that wasn't represented by that prayer. Yep, totally. You know, yep. so like this friend was saying, well, you know, this this place was founded by Christians, so it's a Christian prayer. And I'm like, okay, but it, like it, it might not always be predominantly Christian. And will you be okay with you know yeah. one day they open it with a Muslim prayer, or mm-hmm. is is it maybe better that we just 
don't pray at all in Take the government. And it. if you want to pray, you can you yes. can do that right in here by yourself. For sure. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Well, the iPod Touch is officially done as of yesterday. You probably saw this announced. I didn't, no. Uh, so-, so Apple officially discontinued the iPod Touch, which was the last of the iPod products that was in production. So you can't get an iPod anymore? So iPods are officially no more. They said they're going to let the products run its course that are still on the shelves, obviously, until okay. they sell off, but they are not producing them anymore, and they're done. So if you want an Apple device to listen to music on, it needs to be an iPhone? Yep. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, they said that the sales are just down. There's no point in having it anymore. So, Well, for many of us who have a smartphone, the iPod is, is kind of redundant, isn't it? It but totally is, yeah. And was it ever a game changer? Oh, like, my God. Yeah, when it first came out, that was it revolutionized everything, right? Yes. It was the first time that we could listen to thousands of songs. I couldn't even believe it. Nope. No, I remember I got my first iPod. It was a green iPod Mini, and I was like, "This is the greatest thing ever." I this had a is hot the greatest pink thing I've ever owned. iPod Mini. That was it. <laughs> and I remember looking at it and being like, "It's in the computer." <laughs> like you're looking you're like this thing can hold this many songs. Prior to that, I was walking around with a huge Discman in yep. my pocket, yep. and it was like, "This is." This is unbelievable. I know. So I was thinking that, I mean, of course, we have to send it off in style, Beckler. You want to say a few words about Apple's iPod line of products? Yes, please. We are gathered here today to remember the iPod. This was the first time we could have thousands of songs in our pocket. It had the iconic scroll wheel and that famous click that went with it. Mm. There was the minis, the nanos, and the OG white ones. So many options to fill up with questionable music. The iconic blue glowing screen and the simple games you could play on it as well. This was the first time, okay, we didn't have to carry around a big old disc man and a binder of CDs if we wanted to listen to music. Made us feel so weightless, so free. It was a device that gave us more reasons to tune out our parents and gave us the ability to listen to thousands of hours of emo as angsty teenagers. You changed the game for us, iPod, and we'll never forget you. But now our our phones do the same thing. So, I mean, you're kind of redundant. <laughs> Beckler, do you have a music Beautifully said. Thank Beautifully you. Beautifully said, Thank Sean. Thank you. I struggled with which way to go with this because it's the iPod. Like, really, any song it's would true. work because yeah. it's for music. Mm-hmm. But this band was very closely linked to the iPod. And at one point, they even forcibly inserted themselves okay. into our iPod. So I, I had to go with some YouTube. Really? Yeah. <sighs> Okay. With or without you, with or without you, oh, oh, I can't live with or without you. I would have preferred your version, that guy. <laughs> the BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Here's some lighter Canadian political news for you. Okay. Uh, Shafkat Ali, and I hope I'm saying his name right. He's the Liberal MP from your hometown of Brampton. Yes. That's Brampton Center. Uh, he was participating in a, de- a debate via Zoom, on a Zoom call, when a conservative MP pointed out that it looked like he was calling from the bathroom. I saw this. And he's since apologized for yeah. that. Because <laughs> they they recognized the wall behind him yeah. as the bathroom, one of the bathroom stalls in Center Block in Ottawa. And then a parliamentary page confirmed it and was like, yeah, that's the bathroom. Which is just so funny. I mean... <laughs> He had to go, and he had to be on the Zoom call. I don't know what you're supposed to do. I don't know, man, but like I, I think I'd make up an excuse for something. Give me a few minutes here. I guess so. Yeah, yeah. I guess. Or maybe he just wanted the silence, the peace of quiet of the bathroom when he took his Zoom call. I don't know. Maybe, yeah, bad bums struck at the worst time. Yeah. I mean, that's... Food poisoning? Very common. 
it's just like the formalness of it all, right? I know. We were just talking about that, like all the yeah, all the, the tradition and everything. And, and then they're like, hey, that guy's, I think that guy's hitting one. <laughs> that guy's in the bathroom putting one down right now. Uh, just plunking, <laughs> playing the bum bugle in the bathroom over there. Mr. Speaker, if I could just... Excuse me, Mr. Speaker, if I could just... Mr. Speaker, pardon me. Oh, my God. I'm not feeling well. Hang on. Hang on now. Are you uncaging the budget in there, or what are you doing? The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Bit of inside information for our dedicated uh, BNS head PissCast listeners here. Uh, All the farts you heard were performed by my bum. So. Yep. You have a fart reel. Yeah. It's a little project I got going on the side, you know. And it's disgusting because you'll do that and then I'll have to go and record a spot into that same microphone that you just farted into. And I have to be honest, a lot of your farts do not sound clean. Like, it sounds like you'll have to change your pants after that. Like, you're... got to toss out those schlong johns and get a nougat on because that is just horrendous sounding. It's pretty fun, though. Pretty fun to be able to use your own... Your own handiwork. Yeah, just in a segment like your own art, oh. right? Like your own yeah. art that you've created. Yeah, yeah. Oh my so God. only you listening to the podcast know this. Everyone else who heard that on the air does not know. No, that they don't. They were they probably were for the best for everyone. The same time there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> VNS in twenty minutes or less. We've talked before, Beckler, about how it's pretty funny to send like unsolicited airdrop photos to people. Yes. Like I was in the yes. airport once and I got I got some random dude sent me this picture. I was like, that is a hilarious thing to do. You're just bored in the airport, just airdrop people random photos it's and see if they open funny. it up. Yeah. yeah. You talked about <laughs> doing it to your wife, sending inappropriate photos when she's trying to show something on her phone too. It, it was great during the, like when the vaccine passport oh, was yeah. required because she'd go to show her phone to someone at a restaurant and I hit her. It was always the same photo, right? Yeah. It was that rubber sex hood that we found on Amazon, the the gimp mask. Which is just like a little sexually suggestive, but not like <laughs> it's offensive. Terrifying. It's funny. It's, it's so funny. It's so odd. Uh, well, this is insane. Did you hear what happened recently with an airdrop on a plane? No. Holy. Co- so there's a plane that had to turn back. It was set to travel from Israel to Turkey. And just as the plane was about to take off, a bunch of passengers started getting airdrops of plane crashes. Oh, man. Like, actual... Well, that's not funny. Nope. Apparently, 166 passengers got sent these photos of these two plane crashes. They were real plane crashes, one where nine people died. It was that Turkish Airlines flight. And someone airdropped everybody on the plane those photos. Bad joke. As you're about to take off. That is the... That's super scary. What is wrong... I'm not a nervous flyer in any way. However, if I were to have received an airdrop photo of a plane crash before we were about to take off, I think I'd poop myself. Yeah, I'd be nervous too. I think everybody would be. You wouldn't feel good about that. So I guess the pilot found out about this and he was like, no, we're turning back to the gate to investigate, which was probably the right call. I'd say so, yeah. Because people probably were freaking out. I would think this is probably a joke. This is probably someone who just like has a bad sense of humor, but it's... uh, A terrible joke. Yeah. Like not... No, no, that is the, so they they don't know who it is yet. They say it was somebody on the flight though. So they will probably be able to narrow it down. I'm assuming. Like, is there any kind of signature in those photos once they're airdropped? Like, could you question? I don't know. But if 166 people got yeah, them, and like that, you'd look, you'd be, everyone would be looking oh around at the same time God. and everyone's already looking at their phones. So you don't know who sent it. 
And even the person who sent it could be reacting like, oh my God, I got one too. A picture like, of a poop is funny. Don't send people funny. plane crash photos as you're about to take off, you no. crazy man. That's really scary. Oh my. Send him a sex hood from Amazon. Yeah, send, send him, him a latex sex, sex mask we need, to, we need to learn what's a good joke and what's <laughs> not, okay? The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. I saw a funny post yesterday. It said, deep fact, when a person appears in your dream, that person either misses you or wants to see you. Your dreams can tell you how you feel about certain people. Mm. And I was like, well, that's not a a fact. <laughs> if we're opening, it opens with deep facts. Yeah, that's a... Uh, and I was like, that's no, no, that's not what a... F- that's just as much a fact as when people say your, you know, your necklace goes around where if you can see that the backward side of your necklace, it means somebody's thinking about you. Oh, yes. Or your ears are burning means that somebody's thinking about you or talking about you. Which I thought was just a turn of phrase. Your ears don't actually burn. No, they do, do they? for sure. Yeah, it's deep fact back where they light deep on fire. Fact. and I was... You dreamt about that person. That means they're thinking about your dreams are influenced by the thoughts, the private thoughts of other I people. I mean, they're just, they're using the, the word fact quite liberally. Are they're, they ever? Yeah. They say it with such certainty, too. No. No, that's not a fact. That's um, some, people that's some baloney. That. That's, there you uh, go. Some hogwash. Okay. Horse yeah. feathers. Glad that, we, glad that we figured that one there out. Are, there are people that really, really believe in dream interpretation, though, hey? Like, yeah. I have a friend, and he's 100% about a that. A lot of people take it very seriously. Yeah. yeah. Like, I had this dream where this happened. Oh, that means this. I mean, I, to be fair, I think like, well, even psychologists will, will, you know, analyze your dreams and try and figure out what that means. Like, the fact... But they're not saying, like, this is fact, right? Whereas, like... I think it's a pretty inexact science. Yes, yeah. If we're using the word science at all, but... Well, it's like when... The, I mean, if that's a fact, so is if your wife is in your dream and, you know, you're angry at her and then you wake up and you're angry again. Like, that's that kind of thing, right? Which uh-huh. isn't fair. It's not your... If your wife's or husband's fault, if they're in your dream and they do something awful in your dream and you wake up and you're still mad at them, like, that's not... Their I get fault. it though. It feels real. It, it feels, does. It's hard to shake that feeling where it's yes. like, I know this isn't rational, but well, it's deep fact, Beckler, that it is actually that person has wronged you. So deep fact. Deep fact. The person that posted this, uh, how do you think they feel about astrology? You think they're deep fact all in? It is <laughs> a deep fact to them. Yeah. V and S in twenty minutes or less. Hey, hey, what did you learn today? I was reading a bit about how each country has what's called a national personification. I don't know if you've heard this term before. No. But it's basically like a, a fictional character that's supposed to summarize the country, that's supposed Personify to represent the, the country. country yeah. That's right. So um, think like Mother Russia would be one. Right. Or in the, U- in the United States, like Uncle Sam or Lady Liberty. Those are like the national personifications of the United States. Interesting. Um, in the UK, I didn't know this one, but there's Britannia in the United Kingdom. Hmm. And there's a dude named John Bull for England. And, you know, there will be statues of these characters or they're used sometimes in propaganda. What about Canada? Well, that's a good question. I was like, well, what would Canada's be? Would it be... So, according to this page I'm looking at, it's it's either the Mountie or Johnny Canuck. Interesting. So, just a generic Mountie would be the national personification of of Canada or Johnny Canuck, which was uh, was like a cartoon, a political cartoon during the... Second World War primarily. Hmm. Um, but you don't really see Johnny Canuck around anymore. No, you don't. Most Canadians wouldn't think of that, I don't think. No. Um, uh. But yeah, uh, probably probably the Mountie would be our national personification, which I think some people would have a problem with. Yeah. Maybe we need a new one. Maybe we need a, one that does a little better job of representing what Terry. Canada's about. 
A smaller, more insecure Uncle Sam. <laughs> that would do it. Yeah. That would be our... Uncle Terry. Yes, that's Uncle, what it is. Uncle okay. Terry. Come sit on your dear old Uncle Terry's knee. Come sit knee. on Uncle Terry's knee. Let me tell you about the best hockey fights I ever saw. Sit and plod. And, <laughs> yeah. I think so. What do you got? Uh, I'm probably the last person to know this, but when you use a three-hole punch, the punches, the things that come out of them are called chads. Oh, no, I didn't know. The only reason I kind of know that is because of the election, right? With the hanging chads. And that is where the whole, when I was, I was trying to describe what I learned today. And that's what I was thinking is, oh, that's why it's called hanging chads. Because the thing that gets punched out is a chad. So when it comes to voting, (laughs) apparently there's different things too. So hanging chads are attached to the ballot at only one corner. Swinging chads are to the ballot at two corners, and then tri-chads are attached to the ballots at three corners. And then there's pregnant or dimpled chads, and they're attached to the ballot at all corners, but just an indication involved. So We're all picturing a guy named Chad right now, aren't we? This is it. And that's why when I used to hear hanging chads, I was like, I get the conspiracy involved with that, but I'm like, why is it called hanging chads? I never fully understood that. And now I'm like, oh, it's because of the whole punch thing. Try chads. That's when you get three of them at a nightclub. They've all got their their hair done and they're doing Jaeger bombs. Mm -hmm. The try chads. The swinging chads, of course, put their keys in the fishbowl and then they (laughs) They swap wives. Swap wives for the night. Girlfriends. Come back and see what happens later. Yeah. I've always thought the hanging chads would be such a great band name. It's true. I don't know if it's because was that the 2000 election or the 2004 election? Okay, for some reason, when I think hanging chads, I think hanging gonads too. For some reason, like just the. I don't know why that's where my mind goes. I'm just going to be brutally bro, honest here. Bro, don't hang Chad at me. Yeah, stop. He's you like teabagging. It's kind of. going to hang some serious Chad on yeah. him. Oh, oh my, my God. God. Hey, you know what I'm going to do tonight? Hang Chad's on her. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Bro, do you even hang Chad? When's the last time you hung? I'm sure all these jokes were made back when that was in the news everywhere, yep. but it's new to us. It's new to us. And it's fun. Now that we're putting two, two together here. VNS <laughs> in 20 minutes or less. A Calgary Heritage Moment. Perhaps two of the most famous musicians to come out of Calgary are the pop rock duo Tegan and Sarah. The identical twin sisters grew up in Calgary and started their music writing careers here at the age of 15. According to the two, they didn't really like each other growing up and they used music to essentially send messages and communicate with one another. But it was music that sparked their friendship as they both had an enormous passion for it and both had a penchant for playing their stepdad's old guitar which they found in the basement. One of the duo's earliest songs is called Tegan Didn't Go to School Today, which was originally written by Sarah, showing the sister rivalry was very much alive in their music. They later recorded this song together under the band name Plunk. This was a play on the term light punk, which is how they described their sound at the time as they didn't have a drummer or bass player. From there, the two used their school's recording studio to cut their first demo album and won a competition here in Calgary called Garage Wars, where they won money to record their first proper studio album. At the time, they were actually called Sarah and Tegan, but they eventually reversed their naming order to Tegan and Sarah after being mistaken for a solo act called Sarah Antigan too many times. Their breakout show was in 1998 here in Calgary when they opened up for the band Hayden. The two then signed with Neil Young's Vapor Records and their success slowly grew from there. The next pinnacle of their career, when the White Stripes covered their song Walking with a Ghost, which they released on their EP of the same name. They've since exploded, releasing several more albums, a podcast, and more recently a book titled High School. 
This book is currently being turned into a TV series, which is filming right here in Calgary as we speak. In fact, if you tour around the neighborhood of Kingsland near the Denny's, you'll find some older cars parked along the streets there, as the film is based in the 90s and the cars need to match the aesthetic. The two went to Crescent Heights High School, so it's assumed some of the TV series will be shot there, although this hasn't been verified. Tegan and Sarah themselves will not be in the film, but instead the two will be played by a pair of twin TikTok stars who were discovered by Tegan and Sarah themselves. They say the minute they saw the twins' TikTok account, they were drawn to the two sisters, named Rayleigh and Susan Gillilan, and felt they would be a perfect fit. Tegan and Sarah will be acting as executive directors and are apparently in Calgary right now as the show has already started filming and isn't expected to wrap until sometime in June. It's being produced by Amazon Studios and will air on IMDb TV. The two had this to say about the production. We feel intense gratitude for our good fortune to have the opportunity to make a TV show telling the story of ourselves, but also zooming out the story of two queer girls from Northeast Calgary who started a band feels really exciting. We hope we're making something that will truly stand on its own and inspire another generation of young people to be themselves. This has been a Calgary Heritage Moment. You've been listening to the BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have BNS and 20 Minutes or Less downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later.